NWP Radio. You're listening to NWP Radio, a production of the National Writing Project. NWP. Hi, Jessica. Thank you so much for um, coming to talk to me today. I really appreciate it. And um, I haven't talked to you for a while, so it's nice to also... It's been a little bit. It has been a little bit, yeah, (laughs) since that project, which was several Mm -hmm. years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, But as I said on my email, I both, um, there's a really lovely write-up about you on the nwp.org website, and it made me think like, oh, right, so Jessica's someone who's done really interesting work in online spaces and thinking about sort of um, shared curriculum across classrooms, and um, has done some really important social justice work and is an author herself and is someone I think I should speak to. So, um, but let me let you introduce yourself and sort of tell us uh, what is it that you do and uh, why you do what you do. Well, my name is Jessica Matthews. I am from Flint, Michigan. I'm a resident there. I teach at Carmine's with High School which is located outside of the city, but we are a school of choice. So we have a number of students who live within the city of Flint. Um, that's my alma mater. I just finished year number 20. Woo! Two decades. Wow, that's great. I know. I, I keep thinking about it. I'm like, I did two decades in education. What am I thinking? And wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's awesome. Um, I teach juniors and seniors, mostly seniors. Um, my senior course is called, um, it's English 12 Activism and Inquiry. It's a semester class. Uh, it's so much fun. I love doing it. They let me design it. So um, when you have that freedom and, and can design things to work on different kinds of writing projects and research, it's awesome. Um, I just, I'm finishing up right now my regional teacher of the year, Rain. It ends next week. So uh, I'm finished like the last steps of that. So that, that's been an amazing experience. And do they have you go and do like, what do you do when you, Oh my goodness. When you're our toy, that's, that's what you're known as you, you are involved in so many things. You, you get to go speak at different engagements. Uh, I made a, a small little commercial with PBS, which was cool. Oh. Um, I have talked to pre-service teachers uh, the higher ups of colleges who are in charge of the education programs. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, just all kinds of adventures. I've, I've been involved in uh, board meetings with the state. I have learned so much about the docs of the state. Yeah. That's, that's one of the best things I could take away from it is I've learned like how to dig deeper into different issues and policies. Oh, interesting. It, it's, it was busy. I mean, it was super busy until of course COVID hit and the last three months have everything's been online. Yeah. So I, you know, Zoom calls are life yeah. <laughs> when you're in our toy during this time. But no, it's been amazing. I, we did our last meeting yesterday and I'm, I'm just doing like the paperwork things. So the next person can take over. Yeah. Well, congratulations on that. That's Thank super you. Exciting. Um, so yeah, let's talk about some of this online work. So how do you design to support writing and learning writ large in online spaces? And what have you been thinking about recently too, sort of in the moment of COVID. Writing for English teachers face-to-face is a completely different space than online, Mm -hmm. Um, especially with high schoolers. It's so much more that you have to sit back and examine and think about, is this really necessary during this time? So of course there's like online writing, but online writing during COVID 
is a totally different beast to, to kind of think about and conquer. So it's a good point. When yeah. things happened in March, of course I had a whole plan for the whole semester and you're just like, well, we got our research paper and this and this and this. And then as I started to think about things, I was like, is that the writing that's really necessary for this time? Um, I really wish more teachers would think that way. And I know it's harder because that means you're constantly adapting, but you have to really think about the kids in the space in the historical time that they're in right now. So I had to make a shift because I'm like, I can't make these research papers do with me not there because there'll be a zillion questions. Kids will feel defeated. Kids have other distractions right now. Like I'm not their number one concern. So I had to adapt and I, I made things more about with my English 12 class, it was more about building their voice digitally, something they can share out to the world versus something that we do in our community, which is what we usually do. So we made like a senior capstone where they, they still did research, not the same as what I usually do with the research paper, um, but they did more real world things. Like they wrote a plan of action and they had a creative ways of getting their voice out. So they might've wrote out their script for their podcast or um, if they made a PowerPoint, they had to write out the different notes that they wanted to say if they were saying it in front of someone or record themselves like a TED talk. That kind of online writing happened more which I think is actually more powerful because they're doing it for the world at large versus them doing it just for a teacher. Um, with my juniors, we got to do some things that we usually don't get to do. During this time, usually in the spring, we're doing Hamlet because that's what, you know, it's like, it's spring, let's do Shakespeare. And I sat back and went, do, one, do I really want my juniors to do Shakespeare on their own? And two, is there really a necessity for Shakespeare during this time? And I went, no. So, if it's not a necessity to me, why would I give it to the kids? That doesn't make sense. So instead we did spoken word poetry. We, we did a whole mini unit. Uh, I made a playlist of amazing spoken word artists of all backgrounds, all genders, you know. Just, I, I, it, I was just like, why aren't we just giving something that they can enjoy and process? They're already in an emotional state with COVID anyway. So uh, my playlist had I think 15 different artists. Uh, I gave them an introduction first of what a what a spoken word artist is, what they do, and they did that evaluation. And then I gave them 15 artists. I told them to check out nine. I don't think they have to look at everything. Mm -hmm. Give kids choice. So they got to pick the ones they did. Although there were some who did all of them, which was awesome. Um, but I told them when they watched the artists, their writing was more of them reflecting and thinking about did this artist reach my head? Did this artist reach my gut? Or did this artist reach my heart? Ooh, I like those prompts. And so I gave the prompts and said, you choose, this is you reflecting. How does this connect to you? Mm -hmm. And so they went through, did that. And then at the end, when they had a chance to think about it, I had them write their own piece about COVID. I was like, if you are a spoken word artist, what would you want to say about COVID? Like, how has it changed your life? How do you feel about being at home? Has it affected your job? I'm like, as long as you're focusing on your things that you want to share with the world about your head, your heart, your gut, you want to reach one of those three, do what you want. And I, I got amazing pieces from kids. And it's because it's something they, they were like, I want to learn something different. I don't have to do traditional I don't have to learn Shakespeare. Like it's not a necessity. It really isn't. You know? right. <laughs> but those were the 
more fun things I can think of in, in this process. Cause you stumble. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I yeah. I was really, the spoken word is staying because I'm like, I don't know. I'm flitting That's it in. Powerful. It's, yeah. Uh, and, and, and the performative it's performative, right? So it picks up on that sort of, you know, I, I don't know. I've never talked Shakespeare, so I'm not even going to try to <laughs> parallel it. But yeah. um, but that's that's powerful. Did they share with each other? Did they share beyond each other? How? It's one of those things. I told them if you'd like to, because mm -hmm. it's such a sensitive topic. Yeah. Um, I'm like, if you want to share out, we can. You can post it on Google Classroom. We can. Mm -hmm. You tell me what plan you want to do. I, that's why I wish more teachers would be like, what would you like me to do with your work versus you choosing. Mm, um, nice, and I always yeah. say to kids, like, do you want me to share out? We did poetry earlier as an introduction. Uh, we, we focused just on Clint Smith. Everything mm -hmm. was all Clint Smith because he's fabulous and amazing. I should say mm -hmm. Dr. Clint Smith, be respectful. Um, so they had some exposure with it, but, but they needed to learn that spoken word artists, they have a different skill. Right. And so if you think you have that skill, then if you want to say it to me, I said, you can say it to me. We can post it. We can do whatever you want let me know. I think it's a little different because during COVID it was, it was kind of rushed, mm -hmm. um, you know, to think about where to share in the next space. When I use it next year, I'm, I'm going to make that an option and be like, okay, so where do we share these things? Do you want to record it? Do you want to put it up around school? Do you just want to put it on Twitter? I tweet my kids work when they want me to. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just thinking about that bigger concept when I get a chance to think about it. that's what the summer's for is like thinking about like, how do I want to change the writing space for my kids? If we're a hybrid or still at home while we're learning. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. And I do think it's powerful this sort of, how would you want to share it in the world? Giving that, that as a, or making that a conversation mm -hmm. and not it's, a, it's awesome to do that. Yeah. We did uh, Clint Smith. They made videos. They picked the piece that they liked the most and, and I said, you can um, do a video where you're kind of breaking it down for people that are not mm -hmm. into poetry the same, or you can give a visual representation of what you think Clint Smith wants the world to know. So when we did those, oh, I made a, nice. we show, we had a video show, we had like a, an award show and um, we voted and, and I asked, where would you like this to go? Do you just want it to stay here? Do you want it to just be like, we celebrated it here? My sixth hour was just like, no, we, we want you to put it on Twitter because we know Dr. Smith is on Twitter. Yeah. Um, maybe he'll see it. And I'm yeah. like, hey. Yeah, that's smart. So I put them up there. And uh, the kid who had, I thought was the coolest, it wasn't voted number one, but in my opinion, it was number one. I thought it was amazing. Um, Dr. Smith saw it and he commented. Ah, that's he looked awesome. at all the videos and we're like, God, he's like, all of you did such a great job. I showed that to them, like, I want to say like two days after we had our show. And I put it on the screen. I'm like, guys, look, Clint Smith talked to you. They about had a meltdown. They yeah. all were just like, we're the best people ever. I'm like, I know. So that's why you ask. You, you don't want yeah. to embarrass them. You don't want to um, force your will on like, oh, my kids are great. So I'm going to, no, ask. And you never know what they'll ask you to do with it. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I'm so excited that um, there was a response too. And your award show, just to, so in my head, were you on Zoom or some sort of, platform like this for the award show or luckily enough we did clint smith before covid That's oh okay got it yeah we got lucky we yeah. just did it we literally had just finished it up i want to say like a week and a half mm -hmm. before 
And right. so I was like, oh, thank goodness, because that would have been really difficult to figure out what to do, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, but with them doing the spoken word pieces, I have them saved, and hopefully mm-hmm. I'll have some of the same kids next year, since they'll, they'll be seniors next year, and I can, you know, maybe reflect back or use them as examples or, yeah. I don't know, we'll see. So I know it's not one of my set of questions, but this sort of tension between, I mean, because you're an author yourself, like, I feel like there's always this tension between, you know, go public with your work, authentic audience, all of that. And like, we know as writers, a lot of our stuff doesn't see the light of day, right? Like, you know, it's just like that it's all on a sort of continuum and, but the opportunity to have real audience and the opportunity to have like real I don't know. I mean, I just, I often end up um, feeling like I'm, I'm promoting everybody put their stuff public, but that's actually not like what a, any writer would do really. Right. I, have a or, I don't know if you, yeah. it's just sitting there, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but I, one thing that I would say to people that helps with that process is getting a writing buddy, like an accountability buddy. Ah, um, that helps me. Nice I, I oddly um, found my writing partner in November, and we became writing partners after knowing each other 48 hours. Wow. So awesome. he's he's in Maryland. Uh, we actually talked this this past um, Sunday. Like we we were like, okay, now that we found out both of us kind of write little things and most of it is hidden, you know. Yeah. Um, once you get some feedback from someone that you're comfortable with and trust, like I completely trust Scott with his writing feedback, and he's he's always said you can take it or, you know, you can just be like, eh, I don't want to do it. You know, and I've said the same thing. And there have been things that we've talked about, like what space do we think it's best to share it in? Mm-hmm. Like it might be best to just share it on Twitter. So like the first thing I looked at of his, he, he wrote it and he tweeted it out and people loved it. He's like, that's the space I want to share it. Right. Um, same with one poem I wrote. I was just like, I'm gonna put this poem up. He's like, cool. People on yeah. Twitter love it. Sometimes you might want to blog it. Sometimes you might want to publish it. You, you never know, yeah. but having that person to discuss and give you some feedback instead of you being your only person sitting there. Cause if it's just you, most of the time you're going to go, I'm not putting it out there. Yeah. It's really it's not good gonna point. Yeah. yeah. If That's it's just you, point. no, I know that eventually Scott is going to be like, okay, so where are we putting this? you know, cause he's there to, to push me and I'm there to do the same for him. So right, right. I, I would highly recommend everyone find someone, someone to like press you in the middle of your back going move. You know? <laughs> it That's helps. Awesome. And, and, um, I assume in the classroom, it's, it sounds like that's sort of what you're doing with your students. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just um, like, do with it. All the time I'm like, so what are we going to do with this? I don't know. Well, yeah, think about this. What are we going to do? Like, I don't want yeah. you writing for me. I tell kids all the time, I don't want them writing for me. Yeah. I'm their cheerleader. I'm their editor from the figure out where they want to put it. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, I love that recommendation. Do you have other recommendations that you would make for people sort of just getting started with this? Um, writing? Hmm. Teaching writing. Um, yes. And especially in this moment. Hmm. I I don't want to just hype up the National Writing Project because, <laughs> but National Writing Project changed my life. I have said that to everyone. I am forever grateful to the Red Cedar Writing Project. 
because they were the ones who were like, yeah, get your voice out there. Like Janet Swinchon's amazing. Don Reed is amazing. My cohort was absolutely amazing. Still talk to the majority of them, some from time to time, but um, I have a crew that like all the time we're, we're doing something. So I do like the National Writing Project because they, especially if you're teaching writing, there's so many great resources. I love um, doing all kinds. Of, I will go on there, look at different units and be like, oh, I really like that. I can fit it into what I already have. You don't have to start from scratch, which I love. C3WP is my favorite for my course, um, just because they have all these different topics that deal with issues of social justice. Um, there's a unit, the one I use first is the protest unit. I really, really love the protest unit. Um, and then there's another unit that's talking about the police. I do police brutality unit with my juniors yeah, and let them give books of choice, which was, they told me their favorite thing to do was having those books. I have like eight different books that talk about police brutality or policing by, you know, higher up officials that they like to look at. Um, if you're just thinking about writing in general, I love to use Anne Lamott's. Anne's got the best advice. Um, she's, uh, my favorite is bird by bird. All right. That, that one's Excellent. good. I share yeah. that with kids all the time. Yeah. Of course, shitty first drafts is the bomb chapter. Right. Right. Um, <laughs> and, and I copy it for seniors every year and yeah. then they get a hold of me and say, Oh, in college, you're reading the same chapter. I'm like, I know because she's it's really brilliant. Good. Yeah. Um, and there's, I'm reading a book right now by Toni Morrison oh I can't and of course it's over there by my couch um that has her collection of meditations and speeches and her reflecting on her own writing I see this is why you need a writing partner because Scott sent it to me and it's amazing mm -hmm. and she literally talks about her own process in writing and I think that's important because a lot of times we think we're crazy in our process of writing like we're second guessing like, why am I writing this paragraph for the fifth time this week? Or why am I spending so much time? Why am I stuck? And for you to see that Toni Morrison, as amazing as she was, also struggled. And even after she wrote, she was like, mm, I probably shouldn't have ended things that way. Or I could have focused on that. Or just hearing her brilliance of crafting her work and seeing that it was a struggle as well. It's a really great book. And of course, like I said, it's sitting all the way over there and I can't get the title. But um, I just I just think anyone who wants to write, they just need to read a lot of things. Yeah. They oh, just I love need that. to read everything. Just, yeah. And not just classics. Like, I don't remember the last time I read a classic. I read young adult lit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I read poetry. I have poetry collections behind me. Like, I, you just need to read a lot because you're going to get inspired somewhere if you reach out for the source, if you don't grab a source, you're never going to get inspired. Yeah, I love that. And we've been talking about using sort of mentor texts and, you know, Troy um, has a lot of that work that's around, you know, using multimedia as mentor text to sort of break out of into like new spaces and places with yeah, your writing. People need to read Troy too. Yeah, yeah. Troy, I agree with that. Yeah, I still a lot of... Kelly Gallagher is amazing. Yeah. You know, there's so many, Penny, of course, Penny too, right? Like there's just all these different people. You just need to read and go, hmm, can it give you a spark? Yeah. Once you get a spark, you're awesome. Nothing to worry about. 
you just go with it, you know? Right. Like, active learner was my spark of how I changed everything by Jeffrey Wilhelm. Yep. Um, that was it. After I read that, I was like, oh, I'm ready. Like, yeah, yeah, let's do this. Yeah, that's awesome. And mm -hmm. I love the idea of also learning from artists themselves, from writers themselves. What are the struggles? What's, what's, what's real, you know? And, right. right. Yeah. Um, so important. Well, thank you so much for um, talking to me. And it's uh, thrilling for me to have a chance to just catch up with you and hear all the cool things you're doing. And I'll make a link next to this interview to the um, C3WP, which is um, College Com Career and Community Writing mm -hmm. Program. Mm -hmm. um, and because there are, you remind me, there are really rich resources in there that folks mm -hmm. could be uh, find interesting too. Thank you for letting me speak to you. It's great to see you. Yeah, great to see you. Thank you. You're listening to NWP Radio, a production of the National Writing Project. NWP. NWP Radio.